Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, this is Paul Bogart. You are listening to TV Confidential. You know, the usual way of shooting a television show uh, on tape is to shoot a scene and then stop. Everybody relaxes. The audience applauds. The actors walk to the next set and uh, or change their costumes or whatever for the next scene. And a lot of the energy goes out of the performance and then they pick it up again, etc. And the audience has already expended its energy and in their applause. So I decided I would shoot it straight through as though it were a live performance without any breaks at all. Because I wanted to bottle up the audience's ability to express itself until the final moment. And so I must say it was a very successful idea because when Jean Stapleton gets away from her would-be rapist and ran out of the house, the audience erupted in screams and shouts and stamped on the uh, floor of the the gallery where they were sitting. The whole place shook. At Robertson author guest Jim Colucci, Jim Colucci, deputy editor for CBS Watch magazine and the author of such books as Will and Grace, Fabulously Uncensored, and Golden Girls Forever, an unauthorized look behind the Lene Jim's latest book, All in the Family, the show that changed television, is a collaboration with legendary producer Norman Lear. Norman Lear turns 100 on Wednesday, July 27th. All in the Family, the show that changed television by Norman Lear, the cast and the crew, as told to Jim Colucci, available Universe Publishing, a division of Rizzoli Books, as well as Amazon.com. Going back to a point you made earlier, about how, by design, uh, Norman and the writers constructed each episode as best they could as if it were a one-act stage play. Um, Before we went to break, we were talking about the episode in which Edith gets raped. A few years back, we had a chance to talk to Paul Bogart, who was one of the regular directors on All in the Family after John Rich, and Paul Bogart directed the Edith is Raped episode and he told a story which I believe you confirm in On the Family, the show that changed television about how during the scene where the actor David Dukes as the assailant, you know, moves in on Edith, it's very tense, the audience is holding its breath, and when Edith finally takes the cake and shoves it in his face and pushes him out of the house the audience erupted for like 10 minutes. It was like this, they had such a personal investment, not only in the moment, but, it, but also showed just how emotionally invested the studio audience and the television audience was in Edith because they were horrified to see this happen to her, but they were relieved that she took control and freed herself. Exactly, and 
it shows how any good show builds equity in its characters over time. So if you're a sign of a good sitcom is that we care year after year we care more and more about these characters as if they're members of our own family because they've been coming into our living rooms every week and if it's a good show you care more and more by the end of the show so this was a season eight episode and it was wise that this has happened in season eight because we've been loving edith for eight years now edith was the personification of goodness and of love and that's how norman intended her that she wasn't intended to be dumb. I mean, she was certainly parochial in her, her very small queen's viewpoint, and she wasn't worldly or sophisticated or smart or educated, but she just spoke from a place of love and goodness. And so for her to be the potential victim of a rape is even more hurtful to us because we've come to love her for that and know that about her for eight years. And she's also a mother figure to us. And Norman's one of their points in having Edith be potentially attacked was to say that it could happen to any woman and to wake the audience up by saying, you know, yes, we had an attack on Gloria, who is a young, hot blonde, and maybe you think that's what rape is, that it's only about physical attraction and it's about, uh, you know, only, only the hot girl is in danger. But in reality, it's about control and attack and dominance and... and minimizing someone else to make yourself feel big for these attackers. And they wanted to show that it could happen to anyone, including a mother figure like Edith, that oh, we're all in danger, all of our loved ones are in danger of this, until we tell men, give men the message that they can't do this. And so, yes, you put that all together. And then in the episode, the way it's constructed, it's constructed so well that it's, there's this buildup of tension throughout the episode that the man David Dukes plays it so well he gets more and more menacing he really start, he wants to start ripping the clothes off Edith well that's like we're watching somebody try to rip the clothes off our mom mm -hmm. it, it's so disturbing then there's a moment where Archie comes in to get an ice bucket for the party next door that they're waiting for Edith to come to and we think that maybe Archie could save her but he the, the, the attacker has threatened Edith that he'll kill Archie if, he, if Archie finds out and tries anything Edith has to send Archie away, even though he's her potential savior in that moment, and that builds the tension even more. Could something happen to Archie? Oh, my God, this was her one chance. It builds so much, and there are little little releases of tension throughout where Edith kind of makes jokes about, you know, uh, about her taking her clothes off or whatever and, and tries to distract the guy. But the tension has built to such a point that when, yes, when Edith takes out the burning birthday cake out of the oven and has the idea to shove it in the guy's face and shove him out the door. The audience, there's the release of all of that tension that has been building for 20 to 20 minutes. And the audience went so wild that they actually were afraid that the bleachers the audience were sitting in were going to collapse because people were stomping their feet and cheering and jumping up and down. And, you know, that's, what, of course, when the producers knew, wow, this episode really hit the mark because we really moved these 200 or so people sitting in our uh, bleachers, and certainly it will do the same thing for people at home. Um, but yeah, that, that was one of the moments that I think anyone who ever worked on a sitcom, if they were there and witnessed that, said that's one of the biggest reactions I've ever seen. All in the Family, the show that changed television by Norman Lear and Jim Colucci includes behind-the-scenes photographs, script pages, production designs, previously unseen notes from Norman Lear, commentary from Norman Lear, Rob Reiner, Sally Struthers, many of the writers and guest stars on the show. Select 
letters from viewers. We'll get to that in just a second. And a whole lot more. All in the Family, the show that changed television, available from Universe Publishing, a division of Rizzoli Books, as well as Amazon.com. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Manscaped. Manscaped, the best there is when it comes to men's below-the-waist grooming. Go to manscaped.com, enter promo code CONFIDENTIAL, and you'll receive 20% off your order, plus free shipping worldwide. Guys, unlock your confidence with Manscaped, and always use the right tools for the job. Go to manscaped.com, enter promo code CONFIDENTIAL for a 20% discount, plus free shipping. Manscaped. One of my favorite parts of this book, Jim, is you and Norman include select letters from viewers. In in some cases, it's correspondence from viewers. In some cases, it's notes and correspondence from standards and practices on certain lines that were considered inappropriate. But, But one of my favorite parts is Norman shares a few letters he got from viewers in response to the one that I remember the most is he got several letters in response to the decision to kill Edith off in season nine or ten. Uh, it, 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 it had already morphed into Archie Bunker's place at that point. You'll, you'll know exactly what season we're right. talking about. Right. And there are also letters about uh, uh, Jan- Janice Page has a wonderful story about how um, a- after the episode where she played the waitress that Archie had a very short fling with. Um, she got reaction in the street. How dare you do this to Edith? So it speaks to the emotional investment that we as viewers had and continue to have towards Edith. But my favorite one is there was one person who, who, who even took it to the president of the United States, you know, <laughs> and said, can, yeah. you, can you do something? Can, can you somehow change this decision? Because Edith should, Edith should live. Yeah, well, this was the best part of writing the whole book. As great as it is to sit down with Norman and talk with him, there was a moment where we said, okay, we know what, we, what episodes we're covering. We've done some interviews. Let's talk about what visuals go in the book. And Norman's assistant said, well, we can have all of the file boxes brought out of storage. Could you come over to Norman's house and we'll just, everyone can go through all of it. And I was like, oh, yes, I'd be happy to do that. Talk about being a kid in a candy store. Absolutely. They, they had, I think it was 60 file boxes full of stuff brought out of a warehouse where they keep it and brought to Norman's house. Originally they said, because it was COVID, we can sit outside on the tennis court and go through them. Well, it was a 105-degree day where we ended up doing this. So we did not sit on and burn ourselves on a tennis court, but we uh, sat in, in, a, in a well-ventilated open room. And my husband and I particularly did the first round of going through these boxes. That As we opened each box, we were like, I'm so honored. No one has touched this box in literally 50 years. And I get to be the first person to go through it and see what treasures are in here. And, of course, there were boxes of photos and clippings and letters from the network, some of which are included, and stuff like that. But there were also boxes after boxes of letters from 
the audience. And I thought it was so interesting how they were they were stored. Every episode had a file, and within that file, there was one file that said pro, and there was another file that said con. <laughs> and any letter that they thought was positive went in pro, and obviously negative went in con. But it's not what you think all the time. So I thought, okay, this show was so controversial that when they aired a controversial episode, they would get love mail and hate mail, and that's how they separate them. And that is somewhat true. There would be some, there was definitely there were negative letters, um, but not as many as you'd think. I mean, so for example, there was a negative letter. I remember this one is infamous. There was a negative letter where a father wrote that he was embarrassed watching the menopause episode in front of his daughters, and how dare you present something so dirty on network television? Now, obviously, talk about men hang up with women's bodies. That menopause is dirty. And what's even weirder is the man typed the letter on the back of a Kotex box <laughs> and mailed it to Norman. And so Norman's, le- Norman's response was included with this man's letter that basically said, I think you have to decide, because the man was really, you know, thought he was being witty and said to Norman, you have to decide what kind of show you want to be. Do you want to entertain America or do you want to present this filth? And so in Norman's response, he said, I think you need to decide what kind of father you want to be. Do you want to be a father to daughters who is healthy about their bodies, or do you want to be the kind of father who writes a letter on the back of a Kotex box? And then it said at the end, after the signature, it said, P.S., Kotex box, Kotex box, Kotex box. <laughs> so I loved that. And so, you know, they were certainly, certainly the all the family writers were occasionally willing to spar with the, the audience and show them why it was important to, to tackle what they did. But not all the con letters were crazy people, and not all of them were yeah. against the show. Sometimes the con was misleading. And in the, the case where you pointed out about Edith being killed off, all of the con letters were, how dare you kill someone we love? And so there were no con, like, we hate the show. All of the, con, all of the pro and con letters were about how much they loved the show. Yeah. And the con was, how dare you kill her? Same thing happened when they killed off the character who was they then called a transvestite, Beverly LaSalle. Mm-hmm. When I opened that file and saw a con, I thought, oh, here we go. All the homophobes will have written in about hating Beverly LaSalle, and I'm never going to watch this show again, and you're perverts. And I'm sure they got some like that, and there may have been some like that in that folder, but most of the con letters were, we fell in love with Beverly LaSalle. She was as good as Edith. How could you kill her? And that was so refreshing to see that. So the letters blew my mind in terms of all of those things that I just said, that sometimes the letters that you thought would be negative would be in support, and sometimes the negative letters were so crazy that it was fun, and sometimes the responses to the negative letters were so crazy that it was fun, but mostly the letters were so positive and glowing about loving the show. And in the case of Edith dying, that episode came about as a result of a practical reality, which is Gene Staples' desire to leave the show, which she wanted to do a year before. Yes, right. And and she she agreed to stay on for the first season of Archie Bunker's place, but there would have been an elephant. I mean, I mean, you, you couldn't do Edith as Mrs. Columbo, where she's just never seen all the time. You know, because we had established her her as an active presence as as a character that we see and grow to know. And so, if all of a sudden the actress who's not who who played her is no longer there, you either recast her, which I don't think would have worked, or you do, you know, what do you do? And it, it was a very uh, for lack of a better word, sensible approach 
to a practical reality. But as you just pointed out, it just goes to show how invested we are in certain characters that, that we invite into our home every week. That's right. You know, ironically, after season eight, the show had planned to close down. They even donated the chairs, Archie and Edith's chairs, to the Smithsonian. Mm-hmm. And, and it's funny because our, uh, Carol O'Connor had been the actor who all through the show had had the moments of panic of, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't be Archie again. I can't. He always had a, a, a weird panic that he couldn't become Archie or, or in a particular situation, that this is too hard, this the elevator story is an episode that we chose, and we chose it because it was so beautifully shot, and it's shot by showing the miracle of Brit, but by showing only Archie's reaction to what he's seeing. And that was such a challenge for an actor to be in such a confined space with a camera in your face, and you act out the whole thing in close-up. And Carol had a panic about it and didn't want to do it, and it became this whole ordeal until he finally did, and did it brilliantly. But the point being that Carol was often the person to panic and, and say, I can't do this anymore, and at one point tried to leave the show, and that's all in the book, too. Yes. So by the end of season eight, when Norman was ready to call it quits and, and, and uh, Rob and Sally were leaving, definitely, and the show was closing down and they donated the chairs, all of a sudden, ironically, it was Carol who said, no, I want to do one more season. <laughs> and so Norman left, and so did Rob and Sally, and Norman convinced Gene to stay on for a ninth season, and they brought in uh, Danielle Brisbois as Stephanie, to have another presence in the home, and they did that ninth season, mostly without Norman. He would be consulted every once in a while, but he was no longer really with the show. Um, and so it's just there's just such irony to that. Now, Gene then, after that ninth season, did leave, and the show became Archie Bunker's place. And you're, you're so right. They could never have recast Gene. You couldn't have Edith just be uh, referred to but not seen, because it was, the home would feel empty and false without her, if you ever showed Archie at home without Edith. Mm-hmm. And what happened was the, the Edith dying episode became a classic moment because it was another tour de force acting moment for Carol, showing how Archie adored her, that he couldn't show her with words in, a, in life, but that you would see his deep love for her when he hugs her slipper that he finds under the bed. And it gives us a heartbreaking moment for Archie. However, then for the rest of our Archie Bunker's place, it's like a three-legged coffee table, which is what I have always heard said about Golden <laughs> Palace without the Arthur. That it's like it's an unbalanced show because now it's Archie without the goodness that made him palatable. And he has to change to be more palatable, and he has evolved over time anyway. And now he's got all these other characters from the bar in his life. And it's a different show. It's just, it's almost like Archie's wandered into a different universe that's not as funny. Um, and it, 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 I still love Carol in it, and it's still worth watching. But it, it, it was the sacrifice of, of losing Edith made for one great episode and then for a lesser show after that. All in the Family, the show that changed television by Norman Lear, the cast and the crew, as told to... Jim Colucci, our guest this hour is a four-legged coffee table. Actually, it's you know it's it it is designed as a coffee table book, um, and but there is so much information, there are so much details, there are so many illustrations in this book. It is really, really, it is more than a coffee table book. It's a it's a marvelous book uh, available. University Publishing, a division of Rizzoli Books, as well as Amazon.com. Take a quick time out and talk some more, Jim. We come back on TV Confidential. Story Salon is Los Angeles' longest-running storytelling venue. 
We have live shows every Wednesday in Studio City, as well as solo shows, podcasts, CDs, and several books. Los Angeles Daily News calls Story Salon Gemstones of Narrative, something new, funny, astonishing. Sunset Magazine says, Tales tall, tragic, and tantalizing. All of this makes Story Salon one of the most eclectic entertainment experiences available. You can learn more about us by going to our Facebook page or by visiting our website at www.storysalon.com. Accredited by Guinness World Records, welcome to Archival Television Audio Incorporated. A peerless TV soundtrack archive preserving the audio from television's first three decades, the 1950s, 60s, and 70s. The golden and silver age of television. For more information, go to atvaudio.com. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Manscaped. Manscaped, the best there is when it comes to men's below-the-waist grooming. Go to manscaped.com, enter promo code CONFIDENTIAL, and you'll receive 20% off your order, plus free shipping worldwide. Guys, unlock your confidence with Manscaped, and always use the right tools for the job. Go to manscaped.com, enter promo code CONFIDENTIAL for a 20% discount plus free shipping. Manscaped.com. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty Group, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415 415- 886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net talk at tvconfidential.net You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential x.com forward slash TV Confidential or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415 415- 886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.